What's up, guys, and welcome back for another episode of the Six Figure Host Podcast. I am your host, Aaron James. Today, we're going to talk all about finance and health and how having one without the other isn't going to do you a whole lot of good. Are you ready for this? Let's get to it. Why are real estate investors ditching their long-term tenants for short-term rentals? I'll tell you one word, profits. Everybody wants a piece of the pie these days, but real estate isn't just for the big boys and girls with deep pockets anymore. That's right, there's a seat at the table for us now, because now you don't even have to buy the properties. Six Figure Host shows how rookies can get in the game and earn a six-figure income with Airbnb and other marketing channels even if you don't own any properties. And for you seasoned real estate investors, we'll show you how to scale your six-figure business on autopilot. The time is now, the place is here. All right, folks, welcome back for another episode of the podcast today. I am your host, Aaron James, and today, I've got a very good friend of mine and a long lost friend of mine from the city of Cincinnati, Ohio. He does not live there anymore, but uh, that was actually our first uh, interaction and meeting each other was on the subject of Cincinnati. I can't wait for you to hear from this guy and what he's been able to accomplish and what what he's teaching people all across the globe. I think it's so pertinent to uh, what we talk about here on this podcast about uh, just being, being present and being able to create an environment where everybody's flourishing. And so uh, the gentleman that I get introduced today, his name is Terry Gibbons. Terry, uh, first of all, let me, let me go ahead and welcome you to the podcast. Thank you for being here, man. Thanks for having me on, AJ, man. I'm excited to, excited to have our chat today. I'm excited for this chat too. I, you know, this is, I know that when I talk to Mr. Terry Gibbons, he, he is okay with giving me a beat down, but it's, it's the kind of beat down uh, that I need because I know that he's only given it to me because he cares about me and that he loves me and he wants to see me have a long lasting life. But uh, so I met Terry, how, how long ago was that when we met? You that know? was 2007. 2007. Okay. So about 11 years ago, Yeah. Um, I'm speaking at an event and afterwards up comes his brother, Terry. And I don't think he ever really said whether or not he appreciated what he heard from my talk, but he did tell me that the thing that stuck out to him was that he, he had just now met another brother from Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> and um, I think we were both equally uh, surprised and happy that uh, we, we, we found somebody else from our hometown. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I, I thought it was an, an immaculate presentation. And then and as you were talking, I start like, this guy's from my hometown and, and we were in San Diego at the time. I mean, did bring him here for me? Right. And it, a lot of things you said resonated with me and it was just a clean presentation. Uh, well done. So that's really what stood out when I met you is that you, you got your act together. Well, I appreciate that. Yes. No, they did not fly me in from San, uh, Cincinnati. Actually, I had gotten out of Cincinnati. A while <laughs> you, gotta, ago. you gotta sneak out when they're not looking, man. Trust me, I know how it works. On my own, man. I was like, okay, let me sneak out in the middle of the night. And uh, so anyway, so I met Terry and, uh, Suffice it to say, he struck me again as a as as a professional, uh, well put together young man, and I was just happy to to have his acquaintance. And so over the years, I've watched him grow with his businesses. He'll he'll talk to you a little bit about his businesses uh, today, but I've watched him grow, and I've watched his uh, the subject of his talks and how pertinent it is to people that are in business or people that are are trying to do some big big things and. 
Uh, I've been begging him for a while. I, I got a chance to, to meet with him a couple of weeks ago when I was in Austin. And I said, Terry, it's, it's time to have you on the podcast. So there you have it. We, we, uh, we were able to, to get on Terry Slate to get him on the show here today. Terry, again, thank you for being here. Um, why don't you just kind of jump in and, and share a little bit about yourself and, and your company and your mission, and, and we'll kind of take it from there. Uh, real, real laid back, like you said, yeah. we'll just have a little conversation today. Yeah, you loosened me up with alcohol when you were here in Austin. This is uh, what I do, yes. That's how, that's how AJ gets, that's, how, that's, a, that's a deal closer. Gets a little liquor in you, and <laughs> it's my pleasure to be on here. I really appreciate what you're doing, I think, with your projects and the people that follow you to gain from your experience, man. I think everything you're doing is very honorable. I think it helps people to get out of the rat race. I, helps, I think it helps people to have happier home lives. And I think there's no better purpose than that. So thank you for what you're doing, by the way. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, my background in a nutshell, man, I, um, I went to school for computer science back, I graduated from college in 1995. So run those numbers. We barely had computers. Oh, well, hold on one second. 1995? That's right. Okay, so then this would be a good lead-in to what we're going to talk about here today. Because right. in 1995... It works. <laughs> 1995, I was 15. Okay. Yeah, I was in my second year of high school. Yeah. So I moved, I left Cincinnati when I graduated, moved to San Diego. Uh, I was a computer science major, did my computer science thing. I used to speak at Microsoft events. I transitioned to the mortgage industry around 2000. I did that to, uh, for about, I don't know, seven, eight years. Um, and that's when I caught my passion, man. That's when I caught the passion of health and wellness and nutrition. And I attended a business event that really turned my lights on. I went bonkers. I read 170 books on health and alternative um, healing and nutrition. I devoured a million webinars. I went to trainings all over the country. I got certified as a nutritionist and I, I left my old mortgage and finance industry career and I became this nutritionist. And my goal is wow. to help everyone to live a happier, more fulfilled, healthy, pain-free life where they feel like they have, have touched the fountain of youth. Mm. I like fountains. Yeah, yeah. So, awesome. so I love what you're doing to just jump full steam into this song. Yeah, yeah, now I'm here in Austin <laughs> and um, I have a, a website that generates a lot of traffic for people to accomplish a few of the health challenges you and I, I'm sure we'll talk about on this call. I have a pretty significant size support group on Facebook. It's free. I'll speak at events and um, I just want to spread the word and I want to restructure our food policies here, the laws in the U S that are making our food kind of sketch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We have that, that conversation here in our household as well. We've got two, two vegans that live with us as well, actually part of my production team and they, uh, they're constantly talking to me about everything that's in the food that I'm eating. Oh man, I don't know how I feel about it, but uh, it's it's certainly eye-opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll scare you if you forget that that's not the natural state of food. That's like a, an artificial environment that we've created in the U.S. Yeah. 
profit driven, but it, it seems overwhelming when people hear about what's going on with the food and how to eat right. When you're, when you're surrounded by crappy options, it seems like there's no options. Well, there's good options. We just got to get the junky stuff out of the way. And that's one of my goals. And so, um, like, like you said, I mean, feel free, anytime you want to expound on anything, uh, just feel free to go ahead. But what I wanted to do is kind of jump in real quickly. And from my perspective, I want to share with my listeners, because obviously they've been following me for a while. They know the kind of projects that I'm involved in. Um, my story is, is pretty, it's pretty simple. I mean, when I was in high school, I, I was a stick figure. I was probably about 170 pounds, 170 pounds soaking wet, mm. went to college to play basketball and that didn't work out. But along the way I started to pick up some mass, I got injured and then that mass kind of stuck with me. Yeah. And then I got into the DJ industry, the, the music industry and uh, really started to gain more rapidly. Yeah. And now that I look back on it, I mean, that was 98 when I graduated from high school for, so we're, we're, you know, we're 20 years in to that journey. And I got tons of things on my plate right now that are taking my attention, right? You know, yeah. business here, business there, you know, dealing with the, the dads and the dad group, uh, helping people with real estate, helping people with music stuff, all of this stuff going on. And I realized the one thing that was kind of lacking was my health. Yeah. And I, I woke up actually just this morning and I apologized to my wife. I said, I'm, I apologize for getting fat on you. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> she is the amazing wife, right? You know, she's, oh, I didn't even notice, right? But I'm like, yeah, right. Um, but I, I do feel that way. You know, I don't, I don't think that just because we're married that we should let ourselves go. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff I want to do with my son that I want to make sure that I'm able to still be around for when he's older, uh, from, from our future kids to be able to do that for them as well. And so, um, that's why I wanted to have you on here because there's gotta be a balance, right? There's, there's gotta be something that we can do to pay attention to what's going on with our bodies so that all of this work that we're putting in to make, to make an impact in our kids' lives or to make an impact in business, you know, if we're not around to see it, what's the point? Exactly. Right? So I, that, that's what I, that's why I had you here. And I, I really just want you to share whatever you think is pertinent to my listeners yeah. on how they can take care of themselves, the resources, the tips, the tools, whatever it is that you've got for them, man, the floor is all yours. I appreciate that. And, and, and as I share, I'll pause here and there. And if you ever want me to go deeper into a subject or something, that's, you know, please let me know. Cause okay. it's been so long, man, since, I started my health journey. I sometimes forget things that I assume now to be truths that back then I did not assume, I had no idea. They were like, there was, there was a whole new world, but sometimes I'll blur through stuff. People are like, what, really? And I'll be like, oh yeah, I guess I didn't realize that myself. But when I speak, like I'll speak at different business events, companies, expos or whatever, and the first thing I ask everyone in the crowd, is who thinks they can get a little more done in their day if they had more energy, right? And yeah, right, and I say who thinks that, who wouldn't mind slimming down, kind of getting their confidence back, getting their sexy back a little bit, who'd be open to that? And invariably, everyone raises their hand at some point. Mm -hmm. Because I think 
We need more energy to get things done, whether we are trying to uh, run a rental business, whether we're trying to run a family, or whether we're trying to pursue our goals and our life dreams. We need energy for that yeah. so that we don't come home after a full day of work and just sit down and reward ourselves with some, uh, a couple of sandwiches and some football because we're kind of pooped. Yeah. Right. Number two, people draw self-confidence from how they think they they show up to the world. And if people aren't showing up in the way, if they feel like a tiger on the inside and they feel like a whale on the outside, right, they're not going to be able to impact the world in a way that will really do the honor of whatever it is that they're called to do. Oh, I want you to say that again about the tiger and the whale. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people feel like they're this tiger, this furious ball of energy and motivation on the inside. Yep. But on the outside, they, the world might see them as this whale. They don't come off as the changer, the impactor that people react to. So they just shrink down to less than they should be, I think. That's good stuff right there. Yeah. That's so I think the goal is that part of our responsibility is to take care of ourselves. In the United States, it's a little trickier because we, for no fault of our own, our foods are just crap. We have crap food, man. We have crap food. And I have a system to help us to eat around the crap food. But okay. two-thirds of Americans are overweight or obese. Two-thirds. So two out of every three people are overweight or obese. Mm. Most people are overweight or obese, right? I guess the more you're around it, the less you're even cognizant of that fact anymore, yeah. right? Because you don't, yeah, the trick is we, see, everyone look, we're all kind of big, but the whole world ain't, ain't like that. <laughs> We've had the fortune to travel overseas and most of the world, and this doesn't mean you're a bad person. If you're overweight, you are not your weight, right? I tell people all the time, you are not your weight. You are not, I'm a fat person. You're a person with fat on you. You're not a fat person, <laughs> right? It doesn't mean something wrong with I you. I got a good personality. Yeah, it doesn't mean something <laughs> wrong if you're overweight. It doesn't mean something wrong with you if you're sick. Let's start there. So I don't right. want people getting defensive to say, hey, I'm fat because of this, or I'm sick because of that. Don't try to defend this. Just know it's a state we can get out of. But, you know, I think it's 10 million people have diabetes. Um, there's millions of people with heart disease and we all know someone in our family that's been impacted by cancer. We all know someone. So, and the obesity rates are on a spiked up curve in the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say, we need to do something different if we want different results, right? The, so what, do you know any stats on, uh, and maybe you were just about to share this, but mm -hmm. on life expectancy? Um, we were on an uptick for life expectancy and then around five years ago, it kind of stalled out. But even though we were on an uptick for life expectancy, so I think it's like 78, um, years old for the average male, mm -hmm. we were also on an even steeper uptick for in cancer rates, obesity rates, diabetes rates, and heart disease rates. So we're living longer and sicker. Like, I don't want to live a longer life where I'm popping more pills that drag me down or I'm in a hospital or I have someone wiping my booty for me unless she's cute. And then that's a whole different story. But, but this, you just want to be real careful. Uh, did I get too comfortable? Are we too comfortable here? Um, 
I'm still okay. I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but I mean. I got to keep it light. A lot of these stats are sobering, so I always want to throw in something to keep it light. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but life expectancy means nothing. It's life quality that's important. Like, my goal is to not help people stay old longer. My goal is to help people stay young longer. Mm -hmm. Right? My, my company is Reset Your Body. And our, my slogan is, I want you to grow younger as you age. That's my goal. I'm 45. I'm going to be 46 in two months, man. Good I'm going to be 46 years old in two months. And show, show off the guns. I know you've been, you well, asked me about this before. Well, yeah. I'm really comfortable. I mean, I'm really, I mean, I'm not really comfortable. That's not really what I do. <laughs> Those of you that are listening in on the podcast, you're going to have to just break your routine and you have to go up to YouTube just so you can see this video because <laughs> we discussed this. Uh, the pre-production meeting was really just about how often he could uh, put his guns on display. I but, thought we were going to do like a, like a shirt on, like I was going to stand up, like something's on the, on the ceiling. And then my shirt was going like a, like a Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction. Like which, which way to the gym? Yeah, you know, I think the gym's like, over that way. Yeah. Things over there. Uh -huh. But, but in, in all seriousness, right? This is a quick story. Here's how I got into the whole health thing. Uh, I'm from Ohio. I spent my summers in Mississippi. I spent a lifetime of eating terrible food. I ate fast food twice a day, twice a day fast food. I drank no water. I, I was drinking everything with sugar in it. I had sweets and honey buns and ho-hos and hamburger helper and pizza. And that's all I ate for 32 years. So I've been there. By the time I'm in high school, my hips were jacked up. I didn't connect my food to my body pains. Then by college, my uh, ankles are beat up to the point where I, I'm a volleyball, I'm the volleyball captain, and I was out of the season half the time because my ankles were dead. Moved to California, I started having shoulder issues. I ended up having shoulder surgery, which I wouldn't condone. I could fix that now. But at the time, I didn't know what to do. Had shoulder surgery. Then by the time I'm in my 30s, my knees were shot to the point where I couldn't play volleyball more than one game a week, which is sharp pain. So all this is happening. I'm like, oh man, I guess I just gotta get a different sport. Maybe I'll play golf or something. I don't know. Nothing wrong with golf, but I'm a volleyball player. I like to move. Uh, let me know if there's a sound outside. If that's gonna be disruptive, AJ. No, don't don't worry about it. Okay. So I got fortunate. I went to an Anthony Robbins event. It was a four day event called Unleash the Power Within. The fourth day of that event was all about health. I had no interest in going to Health Day because I thought I was healthy. I had muscles, right? I thought I was cool, even though I didn't realize my body was falling apart on me. By the time I left that, that, that fourth day, I understood the difference between fitness and health. I knew the difference between fitness and health. Fitness is means the muscles, you can lift heavy things, right? People see you, you look like you are this, this muscular package, that's fit. But those people are dying of cancer every day. Flojo a track runner from the 80s, died at the peak of her game, looking fine. <laughs> AJ Flojo yeah. was fine. Yes, she was. He wore like a legging with one leg was wide open, and we all looking at them thighs. Sorry, whoever's listening, but it was amazing. Football players are dying of heart attacks on the field every day. Those are fit dudes. Healthy. Healthy means your body's organs work together. And healthy means you're not going to be the person with cancer and diabetes and health disease and skin issues. And you're not going to be the person that gains extra weight because you are healthy. You're not accumulating fat. So I understood those two things. I decided I do not want to be the fit guy that gets cancer later in life. And I'm going to take this seriously. 
And since then, all of my joint pain, my back pain, my, my illness, anything, I'm better at 45 than I was at 25. When you say better, you're talking about at volleyball or? I'm way better at volleyball. I have better at volleyball. I have more. I, you see how I served that one up for you? Like this, and I hit it. I'm better at sports. My, like I, I've never been able to do squats um, in my previous three decades because it hurt my lower back too much and my knees hurt too much. Even though I was playing volleyball, I still wasn't very flexible or limber. Mm -hmm. uh, now um, I do all those sports activities, those workouts I could never do. Um, I used to have lower back issues. I used to have neck issues. I used to have crazy joint pain. All that's gone, man. All that's gone out of the window. At 45, I try to help other people achieve the same results as me. And that's good. And, that, and that's so important, you know. And I keep coming back to it. But when people put together these goals of what they have for their lives, that's the last thing that they're really thinking about. And what you, you were talking about the fitness versus health thing. I lived in Scottsdale for a while. And Scottsdale, to me, and San, San Diego is pretty vain, right? Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, yes, as a city absolutely. or as Southern California in general, right? Um, Scottsdale was very much the same way. And it was like bodybuilding fitness competition capital of the world. And you'd see all these people with muscles on top of muscles. I mean, their eyelids had muscles. I mean, it was like, I was just trying to find a gym where, where it wasn't awkward for me to go in there. And, and this fitness craze has kind of taken over our mindset, our culture, our social media, you know, there's more people that are on Instagram, you know, with, with hashtag fit or fit at the end of their name. I've been watching these people. It's so sad. You see all these bodybuilders that are dying, you know, and what, what are they? I, I don't know what the, a lot of them are dying of heart ailments. And I don't know if that has to do with some of the supplements that they're taking to try to, to have that appearance or, yeah. you know, if it's deficiencies elsewhere. But I think it's very, very important that people understand that you can be healthy without looking like a bodybuilder, right? That there's yep. a, there's a, you can be healthy without having to go to the gym five days a week. You can be healthy without having to crush protein shakes and call people bro and wear and carry around a, uh, <laughs> a big thing of whey protein. You can be healthy and not have to run a marathon. Like healthy means you have energy to go throughout your day to get things done. Your body does not hurt. Your skin doesn't have eruptions and you don't have illnesses where you're forced to be on medication if you don't want to be, right? That's what healthy is. And that's so doable once you break it down to a system. Mm -hmm. The thing I try to teach people is a system on how to be healthy, not hey, you need to just drink more water and eat more salads and you need to go to the gym more and you need to do this. Like I want a system that I can follow and step by step, I can have measurable results. I can know what I'm supposed to do today and what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. And that's what I cover on ResetYourBody.com and on my book is exactly how to go from where you are today to where it is you want to be with the energy level and health that you want to be. Now, somebody that's trying to make a change, um, I'm, I'm gonna go through a change right now, right? We, we've already talked about the plans that I have for myself and actually my wife's gonna do it. Um, 
in my my vegan roommates they they just <laughs> they're like they're laughing at me they're like oh we've already been doing this right you know? and and it's cool right i think the thing for us is that we like to have people doing stuff with us mm-hmm. i know you got a lot of support groups and things of that nature but for those people that are listening in here they were not expecting this episode okay i did not prompt them that this was coming and this is kind of that punch in the gut right you know it, depending on what size your, your gut is, depends on how much this hurts right now. If they're deciding that they want to make a change, as you could probably imagine, and you've heard from other people that have gone through your programs, getting started is probably the hardest part, right? Mm-hmm. Feeling overwhelmed, looking in the mirror and saying, man, I got to lose 50 pounds, I got to lose 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. and feeling like it's such an overwhelming task that it's not even worth going after, or we'll just yeah. put it off till after the new year, right? It's always a holiday coming around the corner. It's like, I'll start after Thanksgiving or yeah. after Christmas or after, what, what's, what's another eating holiday? Easter. Easter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had a you had chocolate bunnies and yeah. ham popping your head just now. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Funny enough, man, as, as, as big as I am, I don't even really like sweets besides for cheesecake, but there's a whole nother okay. story. Um, cereal. I do like cereal. No, and then that milk afterwards, we need to bottle that milk and sell it to people. That's, that's what's up. That cereal milk. Uh-huh. With all the leaked in sugars and flavors. Okay, you, you're, you're, you're bringing me down right now. <laughs> <laughs> So just funny side story, uh, Terry, Terry and I are obviously Facebook friends. And yesterday he, he says that he's got a, uh, what was it? Uh, some kind of no sugar challenge that was starting for one of his support groups. And the irony of it, I mean, if you could have seen me, I'm, I'm eating breakfast and I'm scrolling through Facebook and I've got my two favorite cereals. And I was really just trying to eat up the cereal before my son gets, gets home. Um, and he'll, you know, when he sees the cereal, he's going to finish the rest of it, but I've got my cinnamon toast crunch and I've got my s'mores. I don't even like the s'mores, but it became my favorite cereal. So I'm like, just poured the milk in and I took my first scoop full of the cereal and I read Terry's post that says no sugar challenge. (laughs) And of course I I said, Hey, listen, uh, had I known this yesterday, I would have started with you today. And he he teased me about it. he even called me afterwards to give me an f plus for for uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least one the f minus i gave a girl f minus i saw that i saw that too I, and i and that made you know what <laughs> that made me feel proud i was like at least i got it <laughs> but anyway my, my point of saying this is that that's always the trip up point is the getting started right sure. you know oh man i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it a procrastination biggest nation that we got right so for my listeners, give us some place that we can start. Sure. Okay. That's easy to do, easy to measure, easy to determine how serious you are about this. Okay. Not not the not the, the oh my God, you you gotta be super into this. Mm-hmm. You know, not cleanse stuff yet, but just where do where does somebody start? Yeah. Um, my recommendation is to start slow and start temporary. Okay. A lot of things that trip people up is they try to make a lifelong commitment out of the gate. I'm going to go to the gym every day for the rest of my life. I'm going to stop eating fast food forever for the rest of my life. Right? You can't, I don't think that's a realistic 
way to go. Uh, I have eight different challenges on my site and in my book. And those challenges are designed to help you build one healthy habit at a time. And you only have to commit to doing that for 10 days. Okay. So one healthy habit at a time is what I recommend for most people. And just do it for 10 days. And my first challenge is called the water challenge. And 90% of people love the water challenge because it's so simple to do. No, it's not just drinking water, which a lot of people will assume is it just drinking water. No, it's not. Even drink. that for a lot of people would be a challenge, right? Just drink. I mean, like no food or nothing. Some people assume you just drink water. You just go on a liquid diet. Oh, gotcha. That's, that is intense. The purpose of the water challenge is to help people drink more water every day. Um, Still you know, eating the same. Pardon? Still eating the same during this challenge? No changes. You can eat. You can drink the same of whatever you were drinking. You can eat the same of whatever you were eating. All you need to do is, based on your weight, drink an X amount of water every day. Right? And the formula to figure out how much water you need to drink is you take your body weight and divide that number by two, and you drink that many ounces. So for instance, I am 195 pounds. Half of 195, I don't know what the hell it is, so we just call it 100. So I drink 100 It says Cincinnati math right there. That's right. We <laughs> <laughs> round wherever we need to. It's like 92 and a half, I don't know where it is, somewhere in there. So I drink 100 ounces of water. The key to the water challenge is you have to put it in one jug. And that one jug has my 100 ounces of water. So in the morning, I fill it up. And how do I know when I'm done, AJ? I would assume when the, when the jug is empty. When the jug is empty. That's how I know I am done. Why do people need to drink more water? Any guesses? Uh, no. I, you're the expert. Okay. I, I mean, I know why, but I don't want to say sure. something wrong and then have you give me a big... Uh, well, I think your listeners would appreciate, you know, that they're not experts, but I think the, the number one reason you drink more water is water is H2O. Water's not just a liquid, right? Lick, some people think, yeah, I drink a lot of liquids. Well, your body uses water to take nutrients into your cells, right? You have your body made of 100 trillion cells, and you need nutrients when you eat food. And the only way nutrients get to your uh, cells is through water. Your blood is 80% water. So when people are dehydrated, their blood is thicker and it doesn't carry nutrients to all the parts of the body. Water is like the river. So water takes nutrients into your body and water is the thing that flushes toxins and waste and fat out of your cells. Only water does this. If liquids don't do this. Like if you took a hamburger and stuck it in a Vitamix and blended it up and it was all liquidy and you drank that, that is not water. Your body knows that's just a damn hamburger that's ground up. Hmm. So if you drink sodas, Red Bulls, even juices, those aren't water either. Those are solids that are liquefied and they are not H2O, so they will not put nutrients in your cells and they won't wash fat out of your body. I know people that have lost five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds. I know those young men lost 25 pounds just by drinking more water over a 10-day period. 25 pounds. He didn't work out anymore. He didn't change his food. He was a 350-pound man. 
And he said, Terry, I'm gonna try this water challenge. So he did the math. He had to drink like 20 bottles of water. He drank them, I see him two weeks later. Huh, Jesus has lost 25 pounds. Okay, so yeah, he couldn't obviously just do one gallon. He had to do more than a gallon. Correct. So he had to do what 350 divided by two is 175. So he was doing 170. I know that math. That's good. That was good. He, he has he probably had that one rehearsed. <laughs> well, it's 95 or 195 is a hard number. I already know what that is. Uh, you need to gain five pounds. You'd be fine. <laughs> but that's what the water challenge is. And the goal is not if you're trying to gain weight, don't think, ah, oh, I can't drink more water or I'm going to lose the weight I got. It is to get nutrients in your cells. If you don't need to lose fat, you will not lose weight drinking more water. The purpose of this is to enrich your body's cells so they get to a healthier place. Maybe you'll gain weight if you need to. If you're underweight, maybe you'll gain weight. But if you're overweight, it'll flush so much fat out of you. And once you take that pressure off your joints, once you take that pressure, your skin volumizes, your because your body's constantly pulling water from less important parts of it joints you know skin to fuel the more important parts of it brain right so people have dry skin they'll have bad joints because their body doesn't have enough water to distribute it to everywhere so that's a super simple challenge there's more rules but you go to resetyourbody.com and you can understand all the math and science behind it but that is a simple challenge to do for 10 days straight and we'll make sure that we get your your website up on the screen mm -hmm. so that people uh, can just click right to that. And those of you that are listening in on uh, just on audio on the podcast, um, ooh, you hear my voice crack? Uh, <coughs> on the podcast, we'll make sure uh, that in the the, the uh, podcast notes that, that we've got that link as well. But researchyourbody.com is where it's all at, right? Yep. Okay. So now this this 10-day water challenge, and I know we just finished kind of discussing a little bit about, you know, the the... I don't want to say the side effects or the results of doing this, you know, that you probably lose weight. That's not really the purpose of this for you, for people, right? It's not necessarily to lose weight. I mean, these are not considered diets and things of that nature. Yeah, I didn't start these to lose weight at all, okay. period. As a, as a athlete, I'm always trying to gain weight. Like, I'm trying to gain that five dang on pounds we talked about. Yeah. The reason I did That's these, why I took you drinking. Why? Well, so that you can gain those five pounds. Fatten me up a little bit. I appreciate yeah. that. No, yeah. I mean, I look out for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> the reason I did this was not to gain, to lose weight, period. I, the reason I did this was so my joints would feel better. So my organs would work better. So my energy would be higher. So I could have a nice elastic skin. I could still look like I'm 25 when I'm up in the club. Right? So the reason we do these things, huh? What you going to say? I'm not going to say anything. What are you, you going to no. say? No, we'll talk about that later, <laughs> off camera. <laughs> so the reason I do these things is to be healthier. Right. If healthier for you means you need to lose 100 pounds of fat, that's what will happen. Right? And the water challenge is a 10-day commitment. And see what you notice. You're going to notice changes in your sleep. You're going to notice you become more regular. Right? One thing I talk about a lot of is pee and poo. Because we heard that already, yes. Yeah. yeah, those are natural things. If you're not having three full bowel movements a day, you are, are considered constipated. And you, what's happening is your body is holding on to undigested food that's sitting in your gut and it's cooking at 98.6 degrees. 
and it's building up a very acidic environment in your body. And you know, when you're acidic, you start to feel more sick and it starts to spread to your bloodstream. So a lot of these challenges are designed, one, to keep things moving through you so that you don't have this acidic buildup in your body, which manifests in all kinds of ailments as well. So that's another So you reason. don't end up full of shit. You don't want to be full of shit. Yeah. Like imagine you got a refrigerator full of food. I just wanted to say it first because I know you were asking if you had that permission. Been, you probably got a whole load. Anybody listening to this podcast, they already know me. They, uh, I don't even know what's coming out of my mouth, but uh, they're okay with it. I love it. You probably got a little checklist. Jokes to body jokes. No, I don't. That's that's the sad part. Is like they just they just come out and then afterwards I decide whether it was a bad move or not. Sounds like some sort of flatulence you're talking about now. So let's say you have a refrigerator. Yep. Day after Thanksgiving, full of food. Power goes out. You don't open the refrigerator door for two months. It's a heat wave. So it's a it's 98 degrees outside. The food's in the fridge. It's not cold. It's cooking for two weeks. What's going to happen when you open that refrigerator door after two weeks? Uh, you're probably going to have to throw out some food, right? Is it going to smell good or bad? Oh, no, it's not going to smell good. Would you eat any of that food? I was just, I was still trying to figure out where I could be at Thanksgiving time where it's 98 degrees outside. Let's say you're in Florida. That's what I want to do. You're in Florida or you're in Thailand where I was last, the day before Thanksgiving last year. Okay. Hey, there's a world outside of the Estados Unidos. So this is an English podcast. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> so would you eat that food? No, I wouldn't. That is what's going on in the human body. As things start to not flow through, people get bad breath, they start to have gas, they start to have eruption on their skin. That's happening in us and it's seeping out and we're not connecting the dots of all the Cheetos and honey buns and Big Macs that I used to eat that was doing that to my body. You know, you and I um, share a common acquaintance who wrote a book called uh, The Slight Edge. And I've always been in awe of him for writing that book because it seems like something that really works in every area of our lives. And what I wanna share just in terms of this slight edge, because I'm gonna ask you uh, something as we wrap up here, is the slight edge, the simple concept of it is the simple daily decisions that you make uh, compounded over time, even though when you're doing them, they don't seem like they make that big of a difference. In the grand scheme of things, make all of the difference between success and failure, life and death, health or not health, right? And so I think that as people go through this journey, we spend a lot of time focused on immediate results. And I want you to wrap up by as you, you know, even just through this, this water challenge or any of the other challenges, I know that there are some side effects, right? You, you mentioned earlier bad breath being a sign of somebody that's not healthy, but I also know that that's a sign of, of somebody that's going through detox, right? So my question is, what, is, what would you say to somebody that's decided that they're gonna embark on one of these challenges, whether it's alone, whether it's with you and your team and your, your, your support team, um, if they're going to do this, what do, you, what do you wanna warn them against? There's a saying that you become the average of the people you spend the most time with. So they, they challenge people to think of the, the four or five people you spend the most time with and then take their incomes and take the average of it 
and that should probably be your income. And they say, obviously, you can take your health of those five people you spend the most time with, take the average of, and that's probably your health. So the number one thing I recommend people do is surround themselves with people that have a similar cause and goal. And if it can't be your family, you can't spend, you can't spend zero time with the family if they're bringing you down, find a group of people that are hell-bent on proving their health and spend more time with them. Maybe that'll be people you bump into at work. Maybe it's a walking group. Maybe it'll be a meetup group you find. Maybe it'll be a support group online, which is what I advocate, because the more you start to spend time with people that are letting little bad habits slip in every day, every day, every day, the more you will make that your new standard. You have to surround yourself with people that are on the same path as you and spend so much time with them. And, that's, and then the rest kind of grows from there. Right in our group, when you spend time in a good support group every month, for instance, you'll we'll do a different reset challenge. So when you spend more time with a group like that, you start to do more of those challenges. And when your family and friends and coworkers are still doing the bad habits every day, now you have good habits you can model from this other group. That's so, that's the kicker. I mean, I'm glad I, I I don't work in that kind of environment anymore. But that is. That is a lot of people, you know, they're at work, and, you know, whether it's the mental portion of it, we're just negative talk going around or it's, you know, I, I remember when I, I worked at one place and I was hell bent. I think I was even trying to do one of your challenges at the time. And every day it was somebody's birthday. And in the break room, it was a cake, <laughs> cupcakes and they all had my name on them. Like, it's just like. I'm like, this is not, this is not fair at all. I felt I, I need to quit this job if I want to stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, it's critical. You have to surround yourself in an environment that was going towards your goal. That may mean you need to spend less time with people that you love, but they're going to make you die soon, mm. right? You need to spend less time with them and spend, spend time with other people. Somehow you got to get creative. They might be far away. You have got to find a way to surround yourself because then the rest starts to happen. Then you start reading the books that they're reading. You start watching the movies they're watching. Then you start holding each other accountable for the habits you need to have. It starts to happen based on the people that are around you. And that's the number one tip I recommend is find healthy people and make them your homie. That's good stuff, man. That's yeah. good stuff. I could tell you've, you've, you've uh, done this talk more than once. Uh, but more importantly, I could tell that you're passionate about it. And uh, congratulations for to you for what you've been able to, to develop and build. I know you talked about some systems, but what I'd like to do is just have you, as you wrap up, maybe just share, how, how can people reach you? How can people find out more about these systems? Mm. How can they find out about your support group and whatever other information that you want to give them? We want people that are serious about this to have all the tips and tools that they, that they can. For sure, man. Um, Everything is the hub is hubbed at resetyourbody.com. I go through the, the other eight reset challenges, right? The next challenge is a 21 salad challenge where you have to try to eat a salad every time you eat a meal. Another one is the no bread challenge where you try to cut out breads and pastas for 10 days. Another one is the no sugar challenge, which we are on day two of. 
where you're not adding any sugars to your foods and you're making sure the foods you do eat don't have sugars added to their ingredients. Is, does that include ranch? Does that include ranch? Yes. Tell me what ranch is. I think I know my answer already then. Well, no, I don't think, I honestly, that's not a trick question. What is ranch? It's the best thing ever invented. Be more specific. I guess we'll take this conversation offline too. So, but see, that's an assumption a lot of people make. Ranch is a creamy dressing that's based on milk, uh, a little bit of butter, and some other herbs. You don't have to put sugar in ranch unless it's a company that puts sugar in their ranch, which is why the thing I used to laugh at, and now I read labels, because companies will put sugars in foods. They put sugars in and spaghetti sauces, they're putting sugars and fruits that already have sugar in them. So that's the trick is you'll learn these systems on how not to go over the overboard. And then the last four challenges are all different cleanses to roll back the years of poor eating choices we may have made uh, on, on healthy decisions, damage injuries to our bodies. Like these cleanses will reverse how your body looks and how your body feels so that you can get rid of injuries, you can wash out a lot of fat, you can explode your energy through the roof, and you can feel 10 years younger. And by the way, I, I am starting your Master Cleanse Challenge tomorrow. Excellent. And that's not, that's not a push off. There's a day, as you know, of a, kind of an ease in period. So um, let's be clear to the viewers that that mass cleanse does not involve drinking syrup and salt, right? Those are just one of many ingredients. <laughs> I think it doesn't. My master cleanse is a little different. I got the, I've got the elf syrup with the spaghetti. No, um, no, I'm excited about this. And I actually have done this one before and I lost well, well, it was somewhere between 20 and 25 pounds when I did the master cleanse. I made it 10 days through it. Um, and then I, then I went to the beach. This was, I was living in San Diego the last time I finished the 10 days. And I went to the beach the next day, right on Pacific Beach and drank all that weight right back on. <laughs> and I, was young, I was younger then, so. Um, but I, I, I swear by these challenges. I swear by everything that you've done, man. I wouldn't have you on here if I thought you were just kind of peddling one of your new ideas mm. on our people. I mean, it, it shows with you that you've been able to get the results from it. Uh, your support group, you know, those same kind of testimonials are available. I am a testimony for this. My wife and I are going to start this challenge. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to find a way to uh, maybe document uh, each day of this challenge. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we'll tag you guys in it or something like that. But I really appreciate you sharing this information today, man. Hey, I've got a four-year-old. Um, and I haven't seen him in a couple of while. He's, he's been on vacation uh, with his with biological dad. And so I know when I get him back tomorrow, he's going to want to play, you know, and I, yeah. I enjoy the idea of knowing that I'm going to be able to keep that same level of energy throughout his youth and, and, and be a good dad to him. And I think kids are the number one reason that we need to start adopting healthy habits. Yeah. A lot of these illnesses people get, some are hereditary, but habits are hereditary. And kids growing up that are making less than optimal health choices become adults. They grow up with less than optimal health choices. Mm -hmm. And 
that's a hard habit to break when it was comfort food or reminds you as a thing that's part of you, like you identify with those foods. And we have the opportunity to help a new generation. Every generation, we have an opportunity to help the next generation be healthier, better, and make better choices than us. And I've never been a parent, not that I know of, but I do know. That's a good, that's a good disclaimer that you put there. You gotta put that asterisk in there in case right. somebody's trying to prove you wrong. Look, look at, look. <laughs> and, um, but I know it's gonna- you Keep putting your, your, your muscles up on these pictures, somebody's gonna find you. I know, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I know we have the opportunity to do the tough thing. It's tough to raise kids that read and love education. It's tough to raise kids that have high moralistic standards and do the right thing. And it's tough to raise kids that are healthy, but that's no reason to not do any of those things either. Right. So I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, yeah, man, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I think, I think there's people out there whose lives are being changed by the message you're putting out there. So fight that fight. All right, and so um, Terry, as we wrap up, thank you again for, for, for being here with us. This show is actually gonna be on the Impact Dad podcast. It's also gonna be on our Six Figure Host podcast. Um, find more about these challenges, these support groups and everything that, that Terry's got going on at resetyourbody.com. And you also have, you also do speaking engagements, correct? I do, I'll speak at wherever there's a group, a room full of people that could use more energy could use a boost in their self-confidence uh, self, uh, and they want to be more productive. I speak to those people. So be companies, that. businesses, all yep. that stuff, sports. Events, mm -hmm. not, they don't have to be health events, just wherever there's a group of people that maybe they are there for a real estate event and they need more energy for that. Maybe there's a group of a meetup of dads that meet up every, every year to talk about dad issues. Like any event with those people, mm -hmm. they benefit from these systems. Excellent. And so you can find that at the same place or do you have a separate site for that? Everything's at resetyourbody.com. Okay. My support group, there'll be a link there to take you to that. Yeah, I have a book on Amazon that summarizes all my systems, the 330 page book. There'll be a link to go to that. There'll okay. be a link to go to my speaking uh, clips and examples of that. Like everything is hubbed at resetyourbody.com. And that's where you can get a hold of me as well. Excellent. So guys, there you have it. No, no excuses. Uh, we've got the resources. That's what I promised that I bring to you each week. Uh, everything we talk about is about bettering ourselves and being better for the people around us. Terry, again, thank you for being on the call. Uh, everybody else, go out and make it a great day. If you're an impact dad, you know what the deal is. Go out and make an impact with you. If you like the idea of making money on autopilot with real estate, we encourage you to get serious about it. Make sure you comment, like, subscribe, and share this podcast, and go register for my free web training at www.sixfigurehosts.com.